Welcome to Impact on the Crown with Tia. I'm the CEO of a tech for good company and very eager to make a difference. This podcast series is for anyone who is interested in making an impact. And we wish uh, the listeners, uh, you know, consist of charities, companies, social enterprises, government bodies, just individuals who, who really are interested in making collaboration uh, in order to deliver a value more efficient and, and more democratic. It's all about collaboration, yes. And we are here to talk about how this works in practice. We focus on the dynamics be, uh, uh, between those who have something to give and those who actually do the beneficiary work on the ground. Today, I have a privilege to have Kat, Kat Mason here from a charity called Medicinema. Uh, she is the CEO of an organization doing fantastic work, and she's going to tell soon what it's all about. And she's been working in the organizations already six years, so has, has a good knowledge of her organization, but also collaborations between charities and companies. Hello, Kat. Welcome. Hi, Tia. Thanks for having me. Well, pleasure, pleasure. Uh, tell us about Medicinema. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so Medicinema is a, is a fantastic little charity based in the UK. Um, and we're all about improving the well-being of patients in hospital um, by bringing them the magic of the silver screen, so movies and, and magic, um, to, their, to their hospitals um, to make them feel better with film, which is our little tagline. Um, but really, it's about reducing isolation. It's about increasing the opportunity for patients to get off the ward and do something completely different and normal. And all of those activities, and, and, and you know, escape their, their reality for a couple of hours. And, and actually the impact of that is much longer than those, those hours that they sit in the cinema. Um, but, but the impact uh, comes back to um, helping them to feel better, to recover quicker, um, and to, to build resilience and have a, a, a positive experience of being in hospital that has health benefits um, that we know behind it. So we actually build proper little cinemas um, in hospitals, um, you know, like, like a cinema you might go to, a small cinema you might have in your local area, um, all made up specially to have patients in um, with all, a variety of conditions. So there's a space for beds and wheelchairs and, and we have nurses on shift. So it's all clinically covered um, and we try and get as many patients as possible to, to benefit. Um, and they come and see current releases. So again, like your local cinema, they're gonna see what's on um, at the moment. It might be Bond, it might be one of the Marvel films. It's one of, one of the things, and then they can share that experience with their families and their loved ones for free um, and talk about those, those movies in real time and experience some, some little, nice little bit of normality. So do you have popcorn and fizzy drinks? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. It's a question I always get asked. Unfortunately, no popcorn and fizzy okay. drinks because you often have patients who are, are what's called nil by mouth, so they're not allowed to have anything other than yeah. water. Um, and, you know, you wouldn't want little Jimmy sitting uh, in his seat uh, or in his bed uh, listening to the kind of chomping of one of his... Yeah, one of, yeah, one of his yeah I, I do get it. And not able to have it. Yeah. So you said you're a small uh, charity. What does it mean? What's your turnover annually? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, so uh, last year our turnover was 1.2 million, which is uh, it was quite a lot higher than our previous years. We, we're on a we're on a path to growth. So, um, at the moment we've got six cinemas and hospitals around the UK, um, and our aim and we reach about um, about 25,000 people um, a year, um, patient through patient experiences. Uh, and our aim by 2025, uh, before COVID struck, was to double the number of cinemas we've got and triple the number of people patients that we're reaching every year. Um, and we will we will still do that. We're on track. To 
do that but um so the growth path and, and our, our income is on a, a hopefully on a, on a on an upward trend obviously with covid um and actually our, our yeah. financial model relies on um uh, on working very closely with the film industry and with the cinema industry and obviously this year has been a a, a very challenging one um uh, you know for them and for cinema going so we've had a, a sort of uh, a hit of a similar level yeah um, yeah but it, it will come back again it's just a it's just an, a, an anomaly year so this year it'll be about six hundred thousand turnover about 50 yeah. percent in income so uh how much of your turnover is actually coming from the companies and do you or do you get them other like other type of grants or does nhs like pay you to be in, in their locations yeah no um so we've got a, a sort of um a diverse income uh, stream a set of income streams behind the charity um we don't take any government money so we don't take money directly from the nhs and it's definitely yeah. a charity provision um but we do have partnerships with the charities attached to the hospitals that we work yeah. So yeah. for sustainability and for, you know, skin in the game and for making sure that that partnership is really strong, you know, we work really closely um, with them and, and yeah. they do support the direct, the, the local costs of each of the cinemas. It then means that every time we add a cinema on, you're not adding, so, you know, um, costs that you then can't cover um, centrally. Uh, so it's a yeah. sustainable type model. Um, but about 50% of the charity's income comes from working really closely with the film industry through okay. a variety. Of, of means um, uh, with all the companies, the, the film distributors, so that's the sort of Disney, um, yeah. Paramount, um, th those kind of guys um, uh, making the films and, and distributing them and the cinema chains as well. Um, yeah. Very strong partnerships there and, and one, one in particular is View who are, are kind of uh, very solid partners of us but across the whole of the cinema industry um, we work uh, closely in partnership with them and we do a number of things that, that uh, collectively raise money for the charity which is, which is fabulous. So, is it so that these uh, companies or corporates, when they're actually supporting you, are they giving, let's say, films to be watched without uh, like uh, royalties or something, or are they actually actually supporting like uh, the films on top of like cash money that you can build the uh, cinemas as well? Yeah, so it's both. It's both okay. those things. Um, and, and it's really a set of partnerships that we've been working to build. So Medicinema has been around for 20 years now. This yeah. year was our, was our anniversary, big anniversary in COVID year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Congratulations. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Well, you, um, new era, no, you know, uh, time for innovation, I guess. Type, well, exactly. Yeah. And, and a time to kind of uh, refresh and to, to look okay. back and, uh, and to kind of reconnect with the mission. But um, uh, no, so it's both those things. So but right from the start, the film industry, the, the distributor, have donated all of the films that we show which is yeah. brilliant and yeah. actually we couldn't and wouldn't run without that without that donation it's just too expensive so yeah. you know um for us one of the key things is about making sure it's clinically safe so um it costs us 12 pounds 60 for every patient that comes into the medi cinema um, which actually is is really low and it can be that low given that we've got clinical care in there as well and again yeah. we can't take we can't and wouldn't take a nurse yeah. off a ward to be in the cinema and leave the rest of the patients without a nurse so you know so we do engage uh, nurses as well but um uh, if we didn't have the donation of the films, that would be significantly higher. Yeah. Um, and so it, it really is people that, um, that, that that is the cost of running medical cinema. It's the cinema manager and the nurses um, and to make sure everyone's safe. <laughs> really. what, do you, what do you then offer uh, in return for these companies? I mean, how can they then benefit from this other than maybe tell on their website to, you know, their yeah. stakeholders that, yes, we're doing it. What other things do they get from you? 
I think it's a broad range um, for each of the individual partners. And I think for, for the cinema industry as a whole with MediCinema, there's a really obvious connection and connectivity between what we do and what we're trying to achieve with the, with the power of cinema um, through to people who can't access it um, against what the industry is trying to do, which is obviously bring bring um, you know the brilliant content to screens for people to see on the big screen. So so there's a real synergy between what we're doing um, and yeah. really we are just we are we are taking what they produce to a, an audience that can't access it and and yeah. um, benefits from it absolutely hugely. I mean you know we all whenever I go to the cinema I, I always kind of you know escape for a couple of you gotta get reset, you escape. Um, yeah. you, there are so many benefits even when you're well that and, and they're multiplied hugely when you're when yeah. you're unwell. So so there's there's a real um, obvious connection. Um, and, and then with each of them and each of our kind of campaigns or or um, if we're doing a specific campaign then we work on things like social media spread um we work on profile we might we probably do pr stuff together um and, and it's really the kind of the combination of of um altruism and and a sort of a commercial kind of a commercial savvy element about that connection yeah. so you know it's great to be able to shout about a project and talk about how it's doing good at the same time and i think we both get a we both get a magnifying glass um, yeah. from that makes yeah. sense it's really positive to be able to to talk about that um and there's a huge component i would like to you know just add because yeah. i think it's uh kind of when when come to think of it that you know a movies is it's a such a huge form of art and like you said that you know it really affects people all across the globe you know people are nowadays especially watching the same movies yeah. you know and not just that american movies go all around the world but it's also vice versa and yeah. stuff. so it's a really good way of uh, increasing knowledge cultural you know knowledge uh, uh, diversity a lot of uh, difficult topics but interesting topics can be brought out and it's a it's a great form of art and and kind of education form and i i guess you know it's uh, it's associated power yeah. You know, if you can demonstrate this impact, what it has for people who are actually struggling with their health and their, their close ones and stuff, and suddenly they get like empowered or get energy yeah. about it and, and stuff. So it's kind of a like other aspect of, of that movie that it's not purely entertaining, it's going to yeah. be even more. Um, Absolutely, and and our, all our evaluation just it underlines that. So we hear that from patients every day, and and the word that has stuck with me right from when I started is lifeline. So people often say, "God, it was a lifeline when we were in hospital, just knowing that we could go after the ward and go yeah. to see what was on at the cinema at the cinema." In inverted commas, you know, yeah. local medi cinema. But actually. Um, Statistically, it, it really does make an impact and we, we do evaluations twice a year with patients. So we're not try, trying not to kind of be in their face, um, asking them all sorts of yeah. questions about their experience every single time, but we make sure we do enough that we know what the impact is. Um, and, and it's really, it's really hugely imp impressive, actually, more than we thought it would be. You know, all of the indicators for well-being are in the in the 90s, basically. So yeah. you've got, you know, it reduces isolation 93%, 92% improves well-being, 92% um, reduces their anxiety and stress and I think a really key one when you're somewhere like hospital is about that sense of normality yeah that kind of being you just being normally you not kind of not a, not a patient who's um completely off on a limb or has lost all of their own kind of um control of the situation because when you're in hospital you suddenly lose control and you're yeah. in doctor and your you know your whole routine is is identified for you and, and it's 96 percent of, of respondents to our, our survey say that it gives gives them a sense of normality in hospital i think that's just yeah a, well that's great 
the other side that you were talking about there was about shared experience i think it's that yeah. it's that being together and the connectedness and then the ability to to discuss what you've watched and to have differing views and to you know it can be as light-hearted or as, as as sort of heavy hitting as you want it to be but you're talking about something that is um, shared with other people and and it's completely different from you know anything around medical events or anything yeah. else that's going on in your life and that's just so freeing I think for, for patients. Yeah and especially if you're in a hospital even longer period and it doesn't have to be a week or two or whatever month like yeah. sometimes you know you you then kind of you know maybe formulate social contact that you wouldn't otherwise and yeah. you and you can start easily talking and not just sharing your private medical history which is yeah. not something what everybody wants to do anyway no exactly uh, yeah sounds yeah. sounds very good yeah uh, i want to now um ask you cat to think about uh this uh, kind of success of yours i would say from the other charities perspective who might not have uh, this kind of a course or, or activities that are so directed to link certain industries. Uh, you know, there are so many charities working with kind of um, even topics with stigma. There might be HIV, there might be like we've been talking with, let's say, herpes charity, who is even their trustees don't want to reveal their names because, yeah. you know, there is a stigma around herpes and who would, uh, who would be a corporate who would, uh, you know, support herpes or eating disorders, you know, kind of a taboo amongst uh, adult people, you know, which is maybe thinking, you know, it's just the young people suffering bulimia, anorexia, but no, actually most of the eating disorders are amongst adult population and come in different shapes and forms and, and so on. So what kind of advice would you give uh, to these charities who might be working with these non-sexy topics, if if I may say, and they would be seeking for company support. Do you yeah. have any yeah. advice for them or Did ideas? Or because yeah. they've been hearing a lot of struggle that they don't know who to approach, what to do, what can yeah. we offer in return, and so on. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's a really important topic, and actually way back when in my career history I worked for a charity called Pilot Light that brings together senior business leaders and charities um, mm -hmm. and so I had a kind of a, a cross and to, to help them with strategic yeah. planning basically and and I had um, I worked with a number of, of charities across all different ranges so uh, you know prison charities that, that kind of thing rehabilitation charities all of that it is really tough it, you're right I think Midi Cinema is unique in one way in, in terms of our industry yeah. side but there is a really obvious uh, 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 industry for us yeah. to work with. Um, having said that, it's taken us a really long time to get that, those sets yeah. of relationships really strong and for it to be really obvious to the industry that they should be working in, in the way that they do. Um, but I think it, there's, a clear, there's a clear reason for that and a rationale for that. I think when you haven't got that, the, key, the one thing that all charities have got is a cause and a reason yeah. why they exist. Um, yeah. And, and it's really about, for me, I think it's really about digging into the, what is the problem that you are addressing and why is it important to people? Why is it important to you as a charity? And therefore, why would it be important to other people? And defining from that, who may have an interest in helping you solve that problem. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right, the call is gonna be narrower for, for something specific, but there will always be a, a, se a sector or, or two um, or, an, or individual companies who will have an interest in that. It could be local to you. So it could be that you start with geography and say, look, this is where we're working. Um, and these are the issues that we are that we need to address in this, in this area. And because you work in that local area, we've decided to approach you to have a conversation. But it's sort of about finding um, 
people who have a similar viewpoint who understand yeah. the need but you've got to present the need really really compellingly yeah. so that they get it um, and I think it needs to come back to to relevance really yeah. So what is the relevant thing for, is it locality? Is it the, the area that they work in? So, you know, for something like a herpes charity, is it one of the health, is it a health-based organisation? Something yeah. like that, where there's a real kind of clear connection. Um, and then how do you make it, how do you make it sexy? I mean, that sounds awful, but one of the things that I didn't say earlier, but I should have done with the, you know, what does the, what do the film companies benefit from, from working with medical cinema? A huge amount of that is about staff morale and staff engagement, I think. Yeah. Um, and you know we've seen really this, this this winter we've ended up seeing quite a lot of our partners who are really struggling just doing challenges as a company which is amazing so we had one yesterday E1 and Hasbro um, did a, a monopoly board day of joy um, Paramount did a did a, a, a fantastic um, fundraiser earlier on and, and for example Disney have got interns doing internal fundraising and it's that's about kind of getting the, the, the employees um, yeah. involved and taking part in some way and and doing something tangible that they can feel really good about but also doing it as a team so it's kind of team building mm -hmm. i think again as a charity if you can come up with structures and ways and means that um ignite um uh sort of yeah get get people excited about what you're doing and, and how you're approaching it it doesn't need that doesn't necessarily need to be about the cause it just needs to be something that they can take part in yeah um, and I think it, then you can find routes to, but fundamentally, you first of all need to find a company that's interested um, yeah. and has a similar approach to, to what you're doing and wants to help solve that problem that you that you that you are fixing. For, that you're trying. I think to that's a good <clears throat> good point here. The employee angle uh, that if, when companies are <clears throat> thinking that okay, wh what kind of a cause should we support? And I think uh, traditionally, I would think that you know the employees themselves, or sometimes company deciding to let's say support cancer, yeah. you know, cancer research or cancer charities, mm -hmm. you know, they they have done it from the viewpoint that cancer is touching everyone, yeah. and that's kind of like a big common cause, which is kind of a just like no brainer to support. Yeah. But then when we come to these, like I mentioned, herpes, eating disorders, they are pretty much the same. They yeah. are actually very widely spread, touches yeah. every single one of our lives, through our friends and family and so on, and can have a lot of influence on, on daily lives and, and uh, kind of the lifelong health and all, all kind of stuff. These are just to mention a few. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think I've been many times thinking that shit like a, the companies really kind of think about that, okay, we take some, this kind of widely spread, whatever it is, regardless mm -hmm. of the stigma, you know, it, it could be even chosen because it has a big stigma because you yeah. can really point out that say that, hey, we recognize there is this kind of a problem which is actually causing more problems with people and affecting our society. And this is kind of our society support and which also touches our employees. And then there might be something else maybe to support, which is directly linked to their kind of uh, industry or what they yeah. actually do. Because it Absolutely. could be just whatever they do, you know, uh, could be still uh, guided to this kind of a more common cause, which is, uh, which is widely spread. And then, and of course, like you said, companies might, might then even think about the third angle, what is the local cause? What is yeah. relevant to exact the locality of their office or branches or something that then could be even more kind of a unique approach which where even the staff can be more involved in maybe choosing, you know, the course or something. Um, yeah, just like kind of, uh, we are trying to kind of 
really open up this discussion, um, you know, in my company with, with companies, even the smallest one, it doesn't have the big corporates or something, but how could uh, they open up their eyes and minds to more different kind of courses and not just give, give to the same old same, not saying that they wouldn't be good charities, but like yeah. we know there are very important courses that are really struggling and living yeah. with only grant money, which might be diminishing in certain areas and there seemed to be no future but yeah. then the topic what they are you know working with is super important yeah i i fully agree and i think i think one of the, the key things when you're in a it's, it's exactly that it's being broad and being open to to ideas and to the relevance of, of different causes um from a company perspective and and from a charity perspective when going into that i think it's about really presenting the case and yeah. and using real life examples and real life case studies to, to dig into you know how do, you know, this also has an impact on people's lives in a way that yeah does or being in hospital or all of those those things that, that are more kind of um, traditionally viewed as sort of easy everybody knows it everybody gets it it's a big cause but you do have a bit more of an uphill struggle when you when you're in a you're dealing with something that is not um it's just not so well known as a, as a cause to be funded through yeah. company or, or individual funding it's absolutely true and i think the other thing is that if you're a type of company that likes to take you know likes to take risk and likes to invest in areas and likes to kind of be at the forefront of stuff then definitely you should be looking at stuff that's not in the public eye you should be you know i, I think that makes sense that sort of kind of again a sort of a synergy point to say yes. you know in your business in your when you have your business hat on you're you're driving new new things and looking for areas that are underfunded or areas that are under supported well why don't you just you know attach the same thing to, to your charity hat and and yeah and open it up to, to look at causes perhaps that don't get the spotlight in, in the same kind of way but are equally important yeah and i think like you said that you know and kind of how you sell it and take the broader story which then comes to the do you know your impact and the impact chain so yeah. you're not just talking about the immediate person you know maybe suffering from a certain illness or or being in a life uh, situation how is the closest one and the broader network affected and how things can change in the longer term if something is addressed, the life path can be this, but then if it's well addressed, it can be totally different. Uh, yeah. Because uh, of, I'm not referring to the, uh, now the courses that I previously mentioned, but yeah. like you were saying about the criminal, um, you know, criminal uh, or, or prison related charities, ex-convicts, there are a lot of uh, different topics that if you get out of the, this kind of a, inherited loop of poverty a disadvantage you know circle of crime or something the effects go beyond generations and generations Absolutely. it's 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 a life-changing and generation changing a kind of a loop what you can present of course you don't have evidence for the future but i guess then it comes yeah. to building a story based on the past experiences and measured like indicators or stories like you yeah. said that they are also stories not everything can be measured in uh, high quantities and it's not the, like a yes or no tick a box uh, some kind of a questionnaire <laughs> that yeah, you yeah. About, uh, but there are uh, places that you can gain evidence yeah. of, uh, kind of past uh, you know experiences and then you can project at least something uh, for, for the future and get also expert statements and maybe build a case there so you help them the funder building their case like a communication case with yeah. it and um you know 
we have to admit anyway that you know uh, well corporate funding seems to be in the uk maybe five to six billion maybe to charities it, there is no exact data about it but increasingly you know the sector would benefit from from co company funding any kind of company contributions whether they come from money or products and services which then save money uh, because uh, you know government money and all these grant maker money they are not like constantly increasing and mm -hmm. there are just more severe problems and challenges in the world and mm -hmm. uh, and these kind of covid cases don't don't necessarily uh, you know the, you know make them disappear it's on yeah. the contrary we will be uh, you know uh, curing this society for decades uh, from certain trauma and you know uh, you know what kind of trouble people have been uh, you know going into but yes I, I think the corporate corporates should kind of you know also get the benefits from the collaborations like we were mm -hmm. discussing and and therefore these the charity sector and charities and social enterprises working in the, in, in the courses should be prepared to you know give the stories and promote the stories and help corporates to communicate better so they can build their reputation and their brand with these stories uh, you know corporates cannot just support things out of nothing no absolutely it's like and no there's no be, of course everybody individuals want to help every single corporate member the ceo wants to help the board people want to help but they also need to make profitable business yeah. so everything has to make sense in some some way and i don't think it's a bad thing if you kind of look at it in a good way that it yeah. also like you have been you have to think about things from that angle yeah and i think that has helped you also grow because you are kind of you share the business mindedness it's not just like you know just doing good and that's enough it's it's kind of in order to grow you have to be kind of operate like a business type like you yeah. have to have a growth path which then supports also the funders yeah and and i, th I think you're absolutely right there and I, I think the thing for me in terms of corporate partnerships i'm going to say partnerships is partnership yes yeah. yeah. so it's really kind of going in and then finding a company or a, or a charity that you have um things in common with and and a desire to do to do good with so we we're talking about yeah. doing good and then and then being you know brutally honest i think with each other yeah. about what does that mean and what do you what do you need out of it so what are your goal what's the company's goal going into a charity partnership or a charity relationship mm -hmm. maybe we should say because partnerships has a sort of specific um a lot of people think of it in a very specific way but i think it's broader than that and it's about just aligning your objectives and saying how are we best going to coll collectively achieve that is it a grant directly from the company is it working together on a campaign that also has an awareness piece for both the charity and the and the company that brings back that brand benefit um is it is it doing something so one of the things that we've been doing with the film industry, and again this has taken years to, to get off the ground because it's really complicated is um uh, when the cinemas are open is is twice a year doing um one screening a preview screening of a film where all of the cinemas take part and and the distributor donates that that film for that one day it's just one day but it adds an extra element of of sort of um of publicity around the, the release of that film so many cinema yeah. gets the proceeds from that day um and we all work together to, to really push the marketing and it just helps bring more people in to see the film so there's a commercial element because it's yeah. driving more people to see it but at the same time we're benefiting and then we also get to show it in our cinemas 
Um, again, this is quite unique to us, and it's as I said, it's taken a while to work it out for us. But but this is very unique for this specific scenario. But there will be others for everybody's charity and 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 places. There will be something like this that, that you know you need to do a bit of brainstorming to say, well, what are the amazing yeah. things that we could pull off? Um, and they will then take if they're like that, they will take time to do. I think that's the key. If you've got to get yeah. lots of partners involved, or you've got to work something through, it's not necessarily going to be you know you meet on Monday and, and you're doing it on Tuesday. It might be it might be six months it might be um, yeah. two weeks it might be three years it, it depends on what it is um but yeah it's 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 about finding that collaboration and what works best and then just being really really open and honest and i think that our best corporate partners are the ones that you know trust us um social side we trust them on the business side but, yeah. but you know if we turn around and as we did at the beginning of, of covid and just say look this is the scenario this is now the challenge that we're dealing with we need to be you know completely um we shut you know had to shut all our cinemas we're completely pivoting our services to make sure that we've still got um access for people in hospitals at bedside and through activities yeah. and, and things like that when we can't physically be there um can you come with us on that journey and what can you do to help us support that and you know within within a, a month we, we were providing free films at bedside again with the support of the industry and the support of hospital two other corporate companies who donated their their kind of services to make it happen well, how did it happen so what, what how did it <laughs> what happen? tell me <laughs> so um yeah so so basically when you're in hospital you know that there are these sort of big screens by your bed um yes, yeah. called hospedia and you can access all sorts of content on them and it's paid for content and some of it's free um and um behind that there's a sort of a, a between that and the film industry is, is another uh, another company called filmback media who deals with all the distributors so all of the content yeah, um, that yeah. comes through and we had done um a very one-off thing with hospedia uh, with, our, with the partner disney actually as well um around the lion king um and uh, earlier um yeah. uh, a while back to just put the lion king on patient screens yeah um and they donated that and it was very sort of time limited um but we just went back to them and said look this is the this is the issue people in hospital are now you know significantly more isolated than they were before and they're already significantly isolated yeah no one can visit no one can go in you've yeah. got people who just have nothing and just hours and hours and days and weeks and months of yeah. and also the heightened anxiety at the beginning of the yeah. pandemic and they're in pain anyway and you know as, as vulnerable individuals they were more at risk so there's all the you know and everyone's suddenly wearing ppe it's just like a it's an awful situation yeah. for the hospital when it when it kicked off um, as as with a lot of people but um so it really was just presenting the case to say can we just try doing something you know is there yeah. a way we can make this work to get something out there um and both both hospedia and filmback media and then all of our normal partners who deliver the content responded so wonderfully to that and said yes let's do it let's get it turned on yeah here are the, and you know to, to, to their point it's like this is what we, this is what we can do here are the parameters of what yeah. we can do how can and from our side it was like okay how can we find the things and the content that is going to work within those parameters because they're quite you know relatively yeah. rigid yeah it's because we're using existing technology and not building something new because we need to do it very quickly um and we got it set up and we got it rolled out into into our the hospitals that we're in and um and it was fantastic and got a huge yeah. response to it and then obviously the, the you know the the prices continued so we'd originally said let's get this set up great maybe we only need it for months and then then we can turn it off again and then we're going back to them and saying okay definitely still need it <laughs> you know, yeah 
reasons can we still do it what's you know what are the what are the sticking points for you are there any commercial sticking points are there any charitable sticking points how do we kind of work our way through and and you know real credit to to both those companies and and our ops director paul um diggle but just working through that and navigating through it collectively and saying okay being open about what the issues were and and finding stuff that worked and then and continuing it and, and then presenting cases and, and also kind of doing some research and some evaluation again to say, well, what's the impact so that we could go back to them to say um, and that they could go back to their stakeholders to say, look, yeah. we know here are some stories of people and some pictures of people enjoying it. Yeah. Um, we had this one uh, one lovely, um, well, lot, I mean, lots of lovely um, feedback, but but one specifically. And I think this, re, you know, we pivoted to do this and actually we will reimagine it into our service delivery because there's a long term piece for it. Yeah. Um, somehow. I've got to work that out next year but you know it became clear that there was this lovely boy um in Neverlina children's hospital in in london who has to come in and do dialysis like four times a week and he's seven you know he's tiny and he has to come in and you know sit yeah. there with these machines and yeah. everything and his mum just said um just said to one of the, the nurse staff because we obviously weren't allowed to be on ward at the time yeah. you know whenever he comes in he's really anxious and he's worried about you know the procedures yeah. about what's going to happen to him but we're so delighted about the medicine my channel because now he comes in and he's not thinking oh my god what's happening he's thinking, yeah. what film am i going to watch today and he <laughs> bounces in yeah sits down and enjoys it and then it's looking forward to the next time he's coming back which has completely changed their hospital experience from from previous yeah years. definitely so, um, yeah you know little stories like that and uh, as alongside you know surveys and and nuanced yeah. um, you know feedback um about the value and 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 the rest of it i think adds adds in adds adds up together but yeah discussion i think and and trying to find creative solutions that work for everybody yeah. and yeah. just understand everybody's everybody's point of view and then I on the back there as well are also these de uh, device uh, you know operators even in a larger scale you can be thinking about pads and whatever yeah. in future and yeah. also i don't know how you innovate the social aspect of this like you yeah. said, it's such an important thing that people go to the cinema and share their experience. How can they share the experience? How can they share it when they're at bed? In the future, I'm not yeah. just saying that this COVID period, but in the future, yeah. what is the social environment that could be built so that you still wouldn't be kind of seemingly watching video alone? Yeah, exactly. There, there might you be something, you know, a collective experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because that's a huge. It's a hugely important part of the of the medicine piece. Yeah. So you know, this this piece will never take over from the cinematic side because it's such a depth of impact from yeah, yeah, just, from just coming off the ward and you know the cinemas actually look like real cinemas. So yeah, you don't feel like you're in hospital. You walk through the doors and every time if someone hasn't been, they sort of go, "Wow, I didn't. Yeah. I was not expecting this. I yeah, was expecting." Yeah. TV screen and, and it's just sort of that it's sort of, I don't know it's, it is a bit magic actually you know it's yeah. sort of, kind of brings a little bit of dust that they go oh my goodness there's, there's something yeah. more than just sitting in a bed and feeling rubbish yeah I, I, I <laughs> really need to find out how you can you know how you can do that at bedside we won't get the full amount but we'll we'll work it work out how best to do it but yeah yeah well, thank you so much, Kat. This has been very interesting uh, discussion and uh, lots of ideas. And I hope that your peer charities got ideas, but also the funding side, you know, got ideas. Uh, so I, I want to repeat myself once more, like a, a company and even crowd maker side, like looking into strategically, looking into maybe uh, like uh, courses that are directly linked to your staff or directly linked to maybe your other like stakeholders. Mm. And then there might be something that, you know, courses that are linked exactly kind of your industry 
or product that you're doing and then there is the locality uh, aspect of it then then you know then of course there are then in other like axes you can think about you know the ways of supporting as well that is it money do you still require the staff? Should they also volunteer? How could you, they engage, you know, fundraising, all that bit. And, mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, also then having the honest discussion, what you said with your partners, what are you actually looking for? Mm -hmm. and, and be, you know, kind of really honest about it that yes, we need something for our staff, for instance, or we need you to come to two events in a year and speak. We need you to, you know, give, give us testimonials that we, or testimonial videos from your beneficiaries and then you have to, or you don't have to, but you go and look for them and look for volunteers. So I think it's like a sponsorship beneficiary, benefits uh, sharing and it's just a deal really, yeah. but it yeah. still doesn't have to take away of the excitement and the, in the end the impact what you're making together. You know, so that's of course then the excitement, but but yeah, it's it's good to collaborate when you have the terms and conditions in place and everybody knows what to expect and what to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Agree fully. Um, thanks for having me. Thank you, you so really, much. Really fun and, conversation. Uh, thank you, everybody who has been listening. Uh, uh, Kat, where where do people find you as a person and Medicinema? A good question. Uh, so Medicinema is on medicinema.org.uk um, and we're on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn as well. And I can't remember all the handles and Twitter, of course, yeah. but it'll be Medicinema or Medicinema underscore charity for yeah. additional ones. And I'm also on, on um, Twitter cat, at CapMasonMF um, and, and on LinkedIn as well. I'm not very good at Twitter, I have to admit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, do, do get involved. And if anyone's interested in, in the charity and finding out more, then yeah, reach out and be lovely to Happy to yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you uh, everyone and uh, this is uh, Impact on the Crown with Tia and if you want to learn more about uh, giver recipient uh, collaboration or any impact related topics just visit whatimpact.com you'll find more podcasts and blogs and white paper material there and of course you find it uh, us uh, also in all major uh, social media uh, with the handle what impact. So thank you very much.